Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of You Should Check It Out. Just a little producer's note, um, speaking on behalf of Jay. I, Greg, am a little bit of an idiot and forgot to hit record for just the first part of this show. So we're using the Zoom backup audio for just the intro. After you hear the theme song, you'll hear You Should Check It Out in its hi-fi glory. Thanks for tuning in. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello there. Hey, good what's evening. going on? Good evening and good morning. <laughs> Welcome to our little soiree. Yeah. What side of the world you're on? I suppose so. Glad to be here. I'm. Um, I have to apologize if I'm a little bit low energy and a little oh. bit um, oh. sotto voce today. Um, okay. I've fallen fallen a little bit under the weather, mm-hmm. but uh, struggling through it. I'm I'm here for you guys. I'm here for the uh, the awesome listeners. If you should check it out, you know we uh, this 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 machine keeps moving down the tracks. Indeed, it does. That's right. No stopping it. No stopping it. Yeah. Don't stop. No. Oh boy. There it is. There it is. It's one around. Yeah. It's one yeah. Around. Quick follow-up question. What does Soto sure. Voce mean? Uh, it's like under the under the breath. So <sighs> if I'm not talking, if I'm not enunciating, you know, it's like when somebody talks like that. Mm. So it's not uh, quite Soto Voce, but okay. All right. If I'm not quite as uh, excited as I typically sound on a general thursday that's because this thursday in particular sucks for me but i'm happy to be here with you guys yeah yeah how are you guys feeling good good yeah Yeah. feeling good oh greg's got a nice drink in his hand i do i do thank you oh a little like a tequila soda limey situation here all right yeah yeah just a little uh it's happy hour for me <laughs> sometimes I have a libation. Sometimes, not every time. Sometimes. When, when are you not happy, Craig Loman? Come on. Oh uh, well, that's um, every most hour of the is time. Happy. But yeah. uh, <laughs> every hour except was, a quarter till seven. <laughs> I was happy this last weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, we have uh, the, the uh, Les Bleus with the, the oh, French team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah they did. So yesterday, yesterday, I mean, the sports gods were just smiling on me. On France, they were. Well, on France, no, not here in the U.S. But go ahead. Well, that's true, unfortunately. Yes, and I was pulling for U.S. as well, but also for my Washington Commanders. I was like, I was like, they can't both win. That'd be like too crazy, right? And they didn't both win, but the Commanders got a tie against the New York Giants, what? which is rare. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not unheard of, but it's a, it's a tie. It's weird because I feel like the game is like still going. It's like so <laughs> unsatisfying. But I would take it over a loss because it's like starting to get close to the wild card. And I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe these guys can sneak in, man. They've won like seven out of six games, you know. All right. And, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous because it's also such a mess. It's like such an awful organization. But it's by teams <laughs> since I was a kid, you know, just Washington kind of, football team. Wasn't Washington trying football. to sell them a little while ago? You know, he's a sneaky, sneaky bastard. Okay. I've he, heard that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I've actually. Uh, gotten back in my DC days, just a quick tangent. I won't go down this road too hard, but I <laughs> met a butler at a gig once who used to, I was at a fancy, fancy, super fancy gig that I did once uh, in DC and Georgetown in like the nicest house in Georgetown. Right. Mm-hmm. This is like oil money, mm. which is rare in Georgetown. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, but that's where, that's where we were. And I managed to start talking to the butler and he was like, yeah, I used to work for Dan Snyder. Oh, and I was like, no, is he like <laughs> terrible tell me stories? Please, yeah. Me. And he told me some stories. <laughs> sure. But maybe another day I'll, t- I'll show the story. <laughs> I'd love to hear just that. Like, it's like it's like Mr. Burns on crack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to go back real quick to um, I don't want to talk about France too much, but I do want to talk about your French soccer team, mm-hmm. which is doing amazingly well. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I I give you a lot of crap for being a Frenchman, and I, I I'm never gonna come out and like ardently root for the French team, but I gotta say, man, watching that team, it's hard to find a bone to pick with them, man. They look great. Yeah. You know, this is like this show's gonna. We're recording this on Monday. This is gonna come out on Thursday, so I don't know when your next game is. It'll it's not till Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. So we're still safe. So yeah versus england so anything could happen but they're mm-hmm. looking good they're looking good man it's good this it, is a team that i want to hate I, <laughs> I, inexplicably but yeah um so yeah the, the, here we are um you know sitting in the round of the final eight of the world yeah. cup Whew. and uh you know it's um 
it's going to be uh, interesting. Like like Jay said, it, it could go either way, and um, we'll hope for the best. But you know, I just like to see the. I just like to see these great teams go head to head with some real stakes. I, the World Cup is my favorite sporting event. It so it, is, yeah. It's, it's so intense, especially so the groups where like you get there's games every day. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I honestly miss, I miss it being in the summer when like it's fine to just like when it's august oh, yeah. and like people just aren't it's hot right. so you can just have the game on in the background whatever you're doing because mm-hmm. it's been hard it's been harder this this round for me to just have the games on all the time um no not right. for me man i got to tell clients during work. meetings screen, like no nope, screen two on, is like, work screen <laughs> three is football yeah <laughs> all yeah. that long it's great yeah, it, I I had to wake up pretty early for that France game, and oh, yeah. uh, I didn't catch the whole thing. I I was like, I'm not gonna set an alarm, but <laughs> if I'm up, it's like six a.m., right? it was seven and seven, so, seven for me, and yeah. so I was like, but when I get up, I will immediately put it on, and uh, so I put it on like j- just as like the first half was wrapping up, and then I got to see the the whole second half, and uh, yeah, no, well, it's, it's it's fun. I I definitely will not be rooting for you this weekend. I'm all England on this one, buddy. Right, but uh, right. Just festival, uh, festival. remember what. Just don't forget what their flag looks like. <laughs> Touche, <laughs> mother. <laughs> all right, I'll hit record now. <laughs> all, right. all right, Nick, how are you, buddy? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, sorry, I did. I was coughing through that. Sorry about that. Um, uh, do, uh, doing well, doing good. It was uh, it was a fun weekend. Um, I'm sorry to hear that you're under the weather, um, yes. but I'm excited for today's episode, to be honest. I, I, I am too. I think we're yeah. going to answer some questions. This will be cool. Yeah? This will right. be cool. Let's, cool. Why don't we get this thing started? Let's do it. Yeah. You should check it out. Yes, that's right. You are tuned into. You should check it out. Thank you for being with us here on a beautiful Thursday. This is episode 174. Yeah, yeah. 174. Great to be here with you. My name's Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And uh, as Nick alluded to, this is like a, uh, we are going back and answering some questions that we raised in the last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Some, not all, but some. I'm going to be talking about uh, something that I was supposed to talk about last week. <laughs> But uh, right. I got so excited about talking about myself that um, I pushed it. So, yeah, that is yeah. exciting. It, and this is going to be actually, I, I, I'm pretty excited to talk to you guys about this. This is this is a cool topic. I will say uh, your your topic last week was awesome, though. Like oh, all of the things, th- those were great. Those conversations were awesome. So it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, Nick, let's see. Nick is going to be answering the big unanswered question that we had last week about um, a certain someone, mm-hmm. and I'll let him. I'll let him describe that in more detail mm-hmm. and greg I, I think you had an assignment but instead you're going to be talking about a uh a heavy metal band is that does that sound accurate did i what was the assignment there was a rolling stone article that you had you've mentioned oh, the last be, couple episodes be, meaning wanting to talk about yeah on the show. um right it's yeah not this week keep sweeping not this under week. the rug <laughs> <laughs> all right Still bad. more unanswered questions Ooh. coming for you <laughs> all right well uh let me get things started yeah, like uh, Nick said and I said, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. I don't mean to harp on that too much, but uh, I found this song today and it seemed appropriate. This one's called <laughs> Sore Throat. Yeah, that's called uh, Sore Throat by the band The Bronx. The Bronx. Yeah, off their album. The Bronx. After album five. 
cool. Um, so, yeah. With that out of the way, Nick posted something in our Slack uh, two weeks ago. And he said, Jay, I think you might be interested in this. And uh, it was a topic that I had never heard of before. It was about the musician's strike mm -hmm. of 1942 to 1944. Right. And uh, like I said, I'd never heard of this before. And that's, that's interesting. It's an interesting time frame right in the middle of World War II. Mm -hmm. And Nick prefaced this by saying this was an entire year that went by without any new recorded music. That was my understanding. I, I have to say, I heard about this on um, uh, the political slate's political gab fest thing. It was like they're, okay. they're like, um, yeah, the chat at the chatter at the end. This guy gotcha. just was like, if you haven't heard about this, you got to read about it. It's cool. So, oh, well, yeah. Exactly. And and being a history buff myself, I went down the rabbit hole. And man, I had so much fun researching this thing. It was it was really cool. I'd never heard of it before, but it seems really uh, pertinent and like yeah affects issues that we're still dealing with today. And mm -hmm. it's really interesting because it all happened at the beginning, you know, kind of the nascent years of the recording industry mm -hmm. back when there was, you know, just just a handful of huge recording companies that were still trying to come to grasp on how to pay artists and uh, distribute funds and basically just taking it all for themselves, really. Right, but, right. <laughs> so ba wow. basically where this started was uh, on August 1st, uh, 1942, the American Federations of Music Musicians... Um, American Federation of Musicians, that's the AFM, um, they began a strike against the major American record companies due to, quote, disagreements over royalty payments. Now, hmm. that's what the Wikipedia article says. Now, when you dig a little bit further, the disagreements over royalty payments mm -hmm. are that the American record companies didn't want to pay any royalties <laughs> to <No>. musicians. <laughs> and the musicians were like, hey, We'd like some royalties, please. So it mm -hmm. was establishing royalties for basically hired musicians on sessions. Obviously, session musicians would get paid a flat fee for right. participating in a session. It was probably right. a union-negotiated fee, but that was a one-time deal. You know, So if you're in the studio for eight hours on a Thursday, you get paid for that hour, eight hours. That's the last time you, know, you see any money from the recording of that, no matter what happens to that song. Hmm. So mm -hmm. at some point they realized, well, you guys are continuing to get royalties from every time this song is You're played. You're making a killing off this stuff. <laughs> Come on, let us get a piece of the pie too. So it wasn't like an increase in royalty. It was just like, hey, it'd be nice if we could get some royalties. Throw me a bone. Yeah. <laughs> some. So the strike was organized by this guy, James Petrillo, and uh, who had just recently been named the president of the AFM. And uh, like I said, he was fighting for musicians to have a greater stake in this growing recording industry. He thought it was really important for now was the time for musicians to speak up or get left behind. So it, it, it wasn't it, it's pretty interesting the way it was rolled out. Basically, the strike was saying that no union musician could participate in recording sessions or make recordings for any of the record companies until the strike was over. And the way that it would it played out, at least initially, and I, I looked at a bunch of, you know, press releases and uh, news articles from around the time that this started. It's just so funny because, you, you know, newspapers back in the day were a lot more opinionated on the front page than they are mm. now. Okay. I, I mean, weirdly, I guess it's coming back to it. But, you know, everyone is like, when are these musicians going to get their heads out of their asses and learn that <laughs> they need to pay, you know, play your clarinet for Johnny Two Shot? You know, yeah. like they just mm. thought that the the musicians had no chance that they were just, uh, they need to get behind the war effort and help well, out. Well, that, and that's know. the thing. Labor was scary. Like, labor rights were scary because that Absolutely. Was, it was like yeah. work stoppages when they're trying to make production for the war. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look at what happens when we let the damn unions run, run wild. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so the record companies, they felt really confident that public opinion would sway the AFM to concede. And what they did in the interim was to release, quote-unquote, new recordings from their old unused stock. So they went back to their archives and, you know, all those B-sides that <laughs> didn't quite make it the first time Take around. two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they re-released those. So I wanted to play this one for you. This is a pretty good example of this. So this is a song that was released in originally in 1939. All right. And I'm going to play this. It's a, uh, you know, it's a typical big band arrangement with a 
uh, at the time, fairly unknown lead singer at the helm. Check this out. Hmm. Nothing at all Half a love Never appealed to me If your heart Never could yield to me Then I'd rather Have nothing So that is All or Nothing at All. Uh, that was originally released in 1939 with the label. Uh, the artist was Harry James and his orchestra with vocal chorus by... Is it old Blue Eyes? Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Yeah, right. So originally, when this was originally <laughs> released, he just had like the little tiny text at the bottom. Like, oh, there's this guy, mm -hmm. Frank Sinatra, who happens to be singing on yeah. this song. But it's yeah, really... Yeah. Have I heard of him? <laughs> it's really Harry James and his orchestra. <laughs> So when it was originally released in 1939, it sold about 5,000 copies. It wasn't a big hit at all, even though Harry James was a fairly big artist at the time. In the middle of 1943, when the strike was still going on, RCA decided to re-release this. Ooh. But in the, in the interim, our man Frank, I guess, had had a couple hits, and now he's a bigger name. Ah. So they re-released mm. the same song by Frank Sinatra now, featuring the Harry James Orchestra. Ooh. Oof. And Ouch. it reached number two on the charts. Oh, <laughs> wow. the same, exact same. Exact same song. Yeah. Exact Just relabeled. Just relabeled. Yep. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Not even Sorry, a remix. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, same interesting track. stuff like that happened, and there was a lot of the, the funny thing was that vocalists, like lead vocalists, were not part of this musicians' right. union. Right. So they were still given free reign to record as much as they want to. So this is kind of some people say this was the rise of the vocal you know, diva, the vocal stylist. And, you know, it tracks, you know, with the beginning of the, the 40s to, you mm -hmm. know, the 50s and the, the dying off of the big band era. Yeah. This all happened because of this musician strike. Yeah. So the strike continued on into 1943. Again, re record companies tried to compensate by having vocal vocal groups back up their most popular singers instead of orchestras. So then so they'd have like people acapella. Going, you know? Yeah. They continued to get public pressure, but you know, a year into this thing, no new music had been recorded. The AFM held strong. And by the middle of 1943, smaller recording companies that didn't have as large of a back catalog had started to, to settle. The larger companies still held firm as long as they could. And again, this is in the middle of the war effort. So at some point, the, the larger companies started petitioning to the government saying that like, hey, we need to get these guys back to work. You know, kind of like what's happening with the railroad strike these days hmm. fdr got into it yeah. and he actually wrote roosevelt wrote a telegram to james petrillo that goes in a country which loves democratic government and loves keen competition under the rules of the game parties to a dispute should adhere to the decision of the board and he's talking about the war labor board mm -hmm. which is you know basically decides how to ration materials throughout the war. and even though some of the parties may consider the decision wrong um too bad basically <laughs> With my words, not his. Therefore, in the interest of orderly government and in the interest of respecting the considered decision of the board, I request that your union to accept the directive orders of the National War Labor Board. What you regard as your loss will certainly be your country's gain. And that was FDR to Petrillo on October 4th, 1944. The AFM completely ignored him. <laughs> they didn't do anything. Wow. They still held firm. Until finally, November 11th, 1944, RCA, Victor, and Columbia finally capitulated and agreed to the AFM's terms. Wow. Yeah. And, and royalties hmm. were born. Yeah. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's so cool. Weird. Um, stuck to their guns. They stuck to their guns. At, you know, they didn't get everything, but nobody ever does. It's a negotiation. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, uh, they, that's just an amazing story, and I just can't believe that I had never heard of that before. You know, it's a year and a half of no music, no, no music. new music, um, changed the the face of history. And, and well, you, one interesting consequence mm -hmm. of this that you know involves music that we love. This happened to coincide with the rise of bebop. Mm. So 
Right. Uh, you know, this is when Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie are like at their 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 peak, and they're really starting to build this new form of music. Mm. But that's why this, this this strike is why there's not a lot of really good recordings from the early days of bebop, because these guys couldn't be in a studio doing this. Right. So, yeah. It's an unfortunate consequence. We don't have a lot of the early documentation of the start of that music form. But yeah, it's true that uh, those Charlie Parker recordings are um, as amazing as they are are pr- usually pretty, pretty rough, rough yeah. from an engineering yeah. standpoint. Because it's yeah. somebody, somebody with, with some the, like uh, novice equipment in the yeah. in the in the club. Well. Yeah, to be fair, though, he, you know, Charlie Parker was also pawning his saxophone for heroin every other week. So his, he, he wasn't the only, he wasn't the only, the engineers weren't the only one with novice equipment because he would play plastic saxophones. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, that was but a he lo- pretty it well. So well. <laughs> he, did, he did. He sure did, man. People still, this stuff is studied in university. Yeah. Man. Literally every note he played. <laughs> All respect to uh, to Nick for handing me the topic that uh, that definitely engrossed me for a couple of days, sent me down a lot of cool rabbit holes, and uh, had a lot of fun researching that man. Well, thank uh, you so much, thanks. dude. Yeah. I, 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 I knew you would handle that one better than I would have, and, it, and, I, and I appreciated <laughs> it. That was, good. that was excellent. Maybe maybe it's time for another strike, huh? Maybe so. Maybe this yeah. could be a lesson. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think it needs to come from somebody other than Neil Young. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 His, his, he, he doesn't fit the name anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Just doesn't have the gravitas he used to. Um, uh, it's super cool. Yeah. All right. With all due respect, I'm going to step aside for a little while. All right. Um, Nick Klein, you're up, sir. Solve us a mystery. Please. I shall indeed, before I do so. Yeah. Apple has provided me another new artist that that I very much enjoyed uh, that I wanted to, to, to play real quick. Um, sure. This is a band called Fival is Glock. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Apple. <laughs> um, uh, and this song is called Save the Phenomenon. It's a neat album. Man, I got to check that out. Right that on. was really neat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I enjoyed it. It's uh, this guy, Zach Phillips from New York, and this the lady singing is Ma Clement. Uh, she's from Brussels. Yeah, it's it, it, it's like Stereo Lab with like a, an, a really good fusion jazz backing band. Uh, yeah, with that viral jazz sound. Yeah, sure. Um, but, guys, that is not why... I'm excited. Oh. Uh, well, no? it's partly. I, I did like that song. But um, so, guys, last week I brought this song up. It, it, I think I had just heard it that day, um, but I was per- perplexed a little bit, and I, and I played it for you guys because I wanted to get your thoughts. And you guys, and you guys were kind enough to, to turn it around and say, "Hey, go figure this out." So we had a, we had ourselves a, a, a bit of a a bit of a mystery about well, this. Uh, yeah. Well, we did because this it didn't make any damn sense. The the sound. Of this particular group, <laughs> the the sound it was very curious. Of this particular vocalist yeah. on this group did not make any sense. It was uh, yes, so. Ooh. So, gentlemen, I I, I want to I, I would I'm happy to report, after a week's worth of sleuthing, yes, that I have <laughs> that I have solved the mystery. Hard sleuthing, hard sleuthing <laughs> hard going sleuthing. on. Hard sleuthing indeed. <laughs> Uh, and we're actually listening to the band right now. This is Autumn Serenade. By? 
by the Randy Pasternetz Pasternetz trio. Okay, yeah. The Randy this is the guy that we trio. we couldn't yeah. tell if he was a robot or not. Basically, that what it came down from for me it was, and it's funny because I actually played this for the boys tonight. I hadn't played this for them, and and I said just let me know what you think. And and Siri said is is does the guy is the guy autistic? That, that was his question. Right. And I was like, right? That's a fair question because that was my thought too. Something's wrong here. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't understand. So Not that autism is wrong. Not at all. Just and that record. was and it, therein therein was the challenge with with the with with researching this was it is is basically is this a singer that that um, there were two artists, uh, Gabe Noel and uh, Sam Gendel that have popped up in different different albums that I've enjoyed in the past few years. And I think that's one of the reasons why why this one popped up for me on Apple. So these two guys, I, yeah, the thought was maybe maybe this is a friend or a family friend. They, they credit Randy, uh, again, pa- Pasternetz, I'm going to say Pasternetz, okay. um, as the singer. And mm-hmm. they also, curiously, on, on some later tracks, credit Topanga Pasternetz as hmm. a, an additional singer, a female singer. Which which actually made it more confusing for me because it's like what they're listing this, they're listing like somebody else with this last name. I Google, I can't find anything. The only thing I could find out about either of these two people is um, that there's some really weird boy meets world forums um, about about <laughs> Topanga. To, to uh, well, that yeah. Um, now that I now <laughs> I will say this. I will say that that around the time I think it was the 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 day after I had I had finally cracked the cracked the mystery. Uh, Greg Greg unearthed a, a, a blog post uh, that that also that also kind of got to the bottom of this. Um, but what I did is I went ahead and I, I emailed everybody that I could find that was on this record, including right. the label. Um, so I sent emails to uh, Mr. Gabe Noel, I sent right. it to Sam Gendel. I Journalism sent it to, in action, man. To the record label, I actually sent some Instagrams to. You know, interestingly, there's a female artist on this album um, named. Nara George. This is Lowell George's daughter. What? She lives in Towson, Maryland, and she she's <laughs> oh. a vocalist on on I think it's track three. Um, no kidding. Yeah. So how did you how did you word this these emails? I I'll, I'll tell you. I, okay. I, I Here's what I sent to almost all of them. This one I sent to uh, Mr. Gabe Noel. I've just discovered and listened to the new album that you and Sam Gendel worked on, the Randy Pasternetz Trio. I'm trying to learn more about this project, specifically the story behind this album. It's really nice to listen to, but who is Randy Pasternetz? There are phrases mm. in the vocals that sound almost artificial, but Topango Pasternetz vocals make me think that it's not some sort of experiment that you and Sam embarked upon. Is there any information that you can point me to? Very well said. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sent this out, and two days later, yeah. I receive an email All right. back from, from okay. Mr. Gabe Noel. This is so exciting. Who says, hey, Nick, thanks so much for listening and reaching out. Randy Pasternetz is our AI jazz singer. And Topanga (gasps) is his daughter. Ha, 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 ha. (laughs) It was the first experiment and hope to do an album of originals next. Peace, Greg, or peace, Gabe. Wow. Yep. So it is AI robot voice. And then I went and re-listened to the album again. And then I really got into it because... What I realized is yeah. we are in the uncanny valley of artificial voice. Yes, yes. Like that's what it is. We had that feeling of like something's not right here. What I've been able to pinpoint with this is that the syllable changes. When a note changes on a syllable, he is the voice, the AI voice, is enunciating every part of the syllables, uh-huh. which a normal singer wouldn't do. They would make the word... They would allow the the enunciation of the word to be secondary to the the song structure and the, sure. and the note structure, but for me, um, and I've got a couple places here. If if we can maybe maybe give one a listen. Um, yeah. Why don't we play? Why don't we play waterfalls? This actually is going to be so. This is both Randy Pasternetz, the AI voice, and Topanga Pasternetz, another AI voice, singing together. Okay. Like a raindrop 
And and the other thing, Jay, the other thing, Jay, that I that I noticed is that you would you would point it out out of the gate, like, no, actually, I think I think this might be. I think this guy has some serious control to his voice because there's no uh, vibrato. Yeah, I thought it. um, My my guess was that it was a guy trying to trying to sound like a robot voice. Okay. Like it reminded me. Put some kind of effect on it, and then. Yeah, for it. It, it reminds me of like uh, you guys know about Robert Glasper. Yeah, he has he has a record called Black Radio, mm-hmm. and they do a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit, and it's very odd. It's like you know, it's, uh, very purposefully auto tuned. Okay, it's like a, it's like a the, the the what do you call it? Like what Daft Punk uses? Yeah, yeah, auto tune, auto tune. But yeah, vocoder, vocoder, Vo- 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 Thank you. Yeah, that's a little bit more. I mean, yeah, it's a little more. Just straight up, yeah. I am making my voice sound digital right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I sort of thought it was that kind of thing because obviously we we notice those kinds of uh, inflections, but um, to know that it's completely just some, <laughs> you know, just some being. Yeah, some it's entirely. Yeah, it's not human. It's, it's not human. <laughs> it's not human. It's 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 actually done by them. Like they're the ones controlling. So to your point about the vibrato, Jay, there's almost all notes where he holds, like over a, like a half beat or so. It, well, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't count it or anything, but when when he holds a sustained note, either the last half or the last third vibrato is added. Added. <laughs> and I would love right. to know. I would love to know if that's written in. Like, are they actually, you know, are they actually sitting there in some like program and and kind of like finagling that? Um, I also really wanted to know what the AI engine is uh, that, that, yeah. that's being used behind this. Um, and I've got a ton of other questions. And what I didn't tell you guys <gasps> is that I've been emailing back and forth, and Gabe would love to come on and talk about it. Are you serious? What? Yep. Oh, that's yeah. Dope. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Dude, that nice is awesome. One. Yeah. That is amazing. So, so I don't want to go too far into it because uh, yeah. I well I'll I figured, save all the questions for Gabe, man. Uh, yeah, I figured I figured we can <laughs> I'll, I'll coordinate it and we'll figure out when when it works out well. But um, but yeah, that is amazing. that's very cool. Well yeah. done, sir. Well done, man. I, and I have a, I have a feeling that before long, many other people are going to be in, curious and interested in this project. I predict. I don't think you're wrong, and I also think there's something just like I think just the idea of talking to a bunch of session musicians about. Not having to deal with the the personality at the behind the mic, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my yeah, God. but I don't know. I mean, it doesn't sound like something they went into. Like, well, we don't want to work with no, lead singers anymore. No, this is more like an all. experiment. No, because no one's ever said that before. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well done. Uh, well, that is awesome. Awesome news. That is awesome news, Nick. Very excited for that. Well done. Cool. So yes, sir. That is what. Uh, as I've got to report for you. We got yeah. any more uh, Randy Pastrantes trio that we can play? You know, there was, there is the one actually, you know, yes, the, why don't we listen to, here's actually, okay, here's what got me. I thought all of the female vocals were this Topanga Pastrantes, but on this, on, on, on this one track, this is with Inara George singing. Yeah, and this was, this was the song that when I was listening to it the day after we recorded, I was like, what, well, they either had some, poor schmuck come in and like have to try to harmonize with this computer or this really is this was really what sent me on the like this really is a guy that is affecting his voice it can't mm-hmm. just be a computer this was the particular song it's so cool cool and if someday when everything turns out wrong you're through Girl. 
goes in and out. The vibrato goes in and out. It's, it's great. I can't wait <laughs> to hear how so you did great. it. Oh, yep. man. Well, kudos to you, Mr. Klein. You win this week. Right. Well, well actually, you. no, Very that's nice. not true. Greg could uh, storm out of the gate. You're in the... Prepared for yeah, it. I'm excited hang on. for it. Don't catch your chickens before they hatch. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Loman, what's up, sir? Well, you know, there was a there was an exciting uh, event that took place this last uh, weekend in Mexico City. There was a huge hard rock and heavy metal festival, I believe, called Hell and Heaven Fest. Ooh, all right. Okay. And I didn't realize this, but I've heard about this reunion of one of my actually like my favorite heavy bands, and I know I've. Probably talked. I, I've hardly talked about them on the show, but probably in person. I've talked. I've talked about the band Pantera. Ooh, okay, right. Okay. Pantera is a is a very cool band. I, I now there's some things that people may not like about them, and that's obviously cool. But for me, growing up, when I got to high school and I heard Pantera, I was like hooked, and um, it was a combination of just really ridiculously cool guitar playing. Yeah. yeah. And just kind of their, like, uh, no, we, like, we're not taking any crap attitude. Yeah. 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 Um, now, what many people don't know about Pantera is that they were a glam band for, like, 10 years before any of that <laughs> Were happened. they really? Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. With, like, a different singer and, like, just totally straight up, sp- I'm talking spandex, like, the peak of the of it. And then suddenly on their fifth album... Cowboys from Hell is their fifth album. I thought it was their first. That uh, that I didn't know. I did not know that. Yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they That's a glam cool. band called Pantera? Yeah, they didn't change their name. Wow. They didn't need to. It's a cool name. <laughs> it is a cool <laughs> name. And it, it, it kind of fits. When you think about it, it fits for a glam band. It does. Doesn't it? it does. Absolutely. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sure. Pantera. <laughs> Ooh. But um, so they actually... Uh, well, listen, if you've never heard Pantera, I'm going to play you a clip, and it doesn't have vocals in it because I know that the heavy stuff, have, oh. the, the vocals are like repellent for people. But check out this epic guitar solo from Dimebag Daryl, rest in peace. All right. Yeah. And Vinnie Paul on drums, his brother. Yeah. Also, rest in peace. Check this out. It's called Floods. That's that's real vibrato, by the way. Yes. Yeah. What what year did that come out? That is from the Great Southern Trend Kill. Uh, I don't have the year off the top of my head. Ninety three? Nah, it's got to be later than that. Um, probably ninety ninety six. Ninety six. Okay. So, yeah, ninety six. Now the record before that one, Far Beyond Driven, okay. hit number one on Billboard. Really? Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Wow. It's like the last metal album to ever do that. Wow. What was the single I think on you that? just um 5 minutes alone. Wow. I think or um I'm bro- I'm broken. I'm broken. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It, it's all good. Like those records are awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to be kind of in a mood. The, their lead singer fell on Selmo is kind of a a loose cannon in a way. And kind of the the reason I wouldn't say the the reason, but part of the reason for the band's 
rise. Definitely a big reason for the band's like just absolute destruction. Um, he got hooked on drugs, and even for that album we just listened to, he had to do his sessions re- like remotely <laughs> yeah. before remotely was even a thing. <laughs> but you know, just um, in a different room. Just do it, that. yeah, yeah. Or, or like maybe same room, different time. <laughs> but in any case, he's um, a beast, though, man. He's an incredible lead singer. I saw them live with the original lineup. Really? In wow. 2000. Do you remember this guy, Marcio, who lived in our, yeah. on our floor? Absolutely. He and I went to see them in Towson. Wow. We drove up together. Of a record and, theater? Uh, no, it, uh, at Towson's basketball arena. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Some echoes in there. Jeez. <sighs> that was supposed yeah, to be loud. It was, it was crazy, dude. It was one of the craziest shows I've ever been to. Um, Pyro... Every, I mean, you know, it was Pantera, dude. It was, yeah. not, it was not like a, it was not a safe place to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was really awesome. What's and, funny uh, is I, I don't know if you remember this story or not, Greg. But back in the day, back it was 2001, so it was the first year that I went to UMBC. Greg and I wanted to start a band. Well, I, I, Greg had a couple musicians, but you needed a lead singer. So that lead singer was somehow me. And I remember being over at somebody's house. I can't remember whose, whose house it was. Down in the basement, wherever we rehearsed. Probably Phil. Phil. And uh, you guys were playing a whole bunch of Pantera for me. Because you were like, <laughs> you guys, you, you don't need to sound like Phil Anselmo. But you should try to take some stuff from him. I'm like, well, that was probably Phil okay, being saying that. <laughs> I'll try to do that. Sure. But I did listen to a lot of Pantera. And I have deep respect for everyone in that band. It's a great band. Yeah, well, here's a note. Here's a thing that that's worth noting about Pantera. They're sort of like they were coming from that Van Halen school. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that last track, but there's no rhythm guitar. Yeah, during that solo, and th- that's kind of that Van Halen thing. It's like, well, when we play live, we're not going to have another guitarist up there backing you up. So you just your solo has to be so good right. that it can it holds sit it with just a bass and a drummer, and still be like you know, get, get us over to the top of the mountain, Yeah, you know? And, um, so anyway, all this is to, to link back to the event that happened uh, in Mexico city. This Pantera played their first gig in 20 years this weekend. You might say, well, why haven't they played? Well, they broke up around 2002 because the singer who was just a mess mess Mm -hmm. didn't, was no longer talking to, Dimebag Daryl, the guitar player, Daryl Abbott is his real name, and mm-hmm. Vinnie Paul, uh, who was the drummer and Daryl's brother. Um, they were the guys who started the band. Uh, both of them have sadly passed. Uh, Dimebag was, well, I don't, I don't like to even talk about it that much, but he was killed on stage. Yeah, really. He was yeah. shot by a deranged fan. Good yeah. lord. Crazy. Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget that we, day for whatever that reason. Was wild. I, <laughs> I had forgotten that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he is okay, just so just if you if if Nick for, for yeah, if you do don't it. know too much. Do it. He had before he died, he asked Van Halen for a of a copy of this like black and yellow guitar that he had on the cover of like Van Halen two or something like that. Okay. He asked for one. And Van Halen was like, Yeah, man, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna get one for you. Don't worry about it, dude. And uh had a ton of respect for Diamond. And when he heard he died, he showed up to the funeral with the actual guitar and put it in the casket. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Just as just so you know, I mean, like, and this is Van Halen we're talking about. He's not gonna yeah, just do that yeah. for some schmuck, you know. Some metal, you know, Dimebag was like just unbelievable. He was like just crushing all the guitar competitions when he was a teenager. <laughs> like just I think by the time he was 16, he was judging them because he like you can't even be in this anymore. Uh, enough, enough, you win. Yeah, enough, enough. You won't stop. Has the reputation of being like this incredibly gratuitous, friendly, just party animal. Yeah. And matter of fact, Dave Grohl talks about it. How he's like, I learned my whole backstage etiquette from hanging out with Pantera because these guys <laughs> were just like, let's come, come on in, have a drink with us, let's go. This yeah, is he, be does, the best he does. He does do ever. that, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and Grohl. he's he yeah. basically he, he says he he learned that from Dimebag specifically. Wow. Wow. And one of Dimebag's best buddies was this guy Zach Wild, 
and I don't know if you're familiar with Zach Wilde. He has a band called Black Label Society. And uh, was the guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne. Mm -hmm. Zach Wilde is now filling in for Dimebag Daryl in this like Pantera reboot. Yeah. And on drums, it's this guy, Charlie, I'm not going to get his name right, Benedetto, I think he's from Anthrax. Okay. Wow, so okay. another heavy metal guy. So, mm-hmm. and I, they were all very tight. And it was so there was sort of a uh, debate after they announced this reunion because it's like the brothers that started this band aren't even going to be there. Yeah. But they they framed it. I think they were smart and they were like, "Well, look, we're doing this for legacy. We're doing this for the brothers. You know, this is going to be a legacy band now." Yeah. Like we know, we know we're not trying to like reinvent this this thing, you know. And mm-hmm. also, they're they're up, they're up there, you know. They're old, not not so old that they couldn't do this tour. We'll see how they do, you know. Um, but they're actually one of the openers on that Metallica tour that we talked about last. Oh, really? Week. Oh wow! Wow. And well, honestly, I think they're gonna blow them off the stage because when so I saw the, I saw the uh, the clips. If you look at the clips from this weekend, Dude, they're not was, messing around. I was checking it out, man. Bef- Oh, were you? you told me about it. Okay. Because here's the thing. When you have a guitar player, and Vinny Paul is an iconic, amazing drummer, too. Yeah. Right? yeah That's is. true. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I, I could give a shit. He's like he's tree trunks. Drum, but... <laughs> for, yeah. No, I know, but his sticks were so freaking huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But, like, who are you going to get to fill Dimebag's Daryl's shoes? And to Greg's oh, yeah. point, no rhythm guitar player. So it's got to be somebody who can... Fill hold it down that sound just, and, and hold it down and it, yeah. when I heard it was Zach Wilde I was like well that's perfect well that's perfect yeah, yes. because he's not an unknown figure he's a really well known nope. figure in the metal community yeah and so he's beyond got some respect. Also, yeah and yes. you know is going to be able to just nail everything and yeah. do it and do it with style and panache it's, right it's perfect it's perfect yeah and not only that but Vinnie Paul when he was alive, they had started to talk about this, like maybe we could do a tour and like Zach would play nice. guitar. Oh, okay. um, and it wasn't like, you know, he was like, like years in the world. He was quoted as, yeah, he was quoted as saying like only Zach could do it, you yeah. know? And the thing is that as a guitar, as <laughs> to, to, for my taste, Zach is not the type of like fluid player that Dimebag okay. was. All right. I mean, he's like, not he a just one for one match. He's not. But. He's an awesome player, but he's never been. Person. He never personally like got me in the feels the way Dimebag does. Mm-hmm. Like every time. But they were such good friends that I have. I, I'm like totally. I I agree that it only it makes sense only he could do it. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, but they're actually using Dimebag's gear. Wow. Really? Like they're using his amps and shit, you oh, know. So wow. not his guitars because I think Zach has to kind of stick to his stuff but um but as far as the amps and stuff so it's really interesting and i would totally go to see it oh yeah also y- you know also a um a funny thing so this is their first show in like 20 years right and it's at a festival and you know they have multiple stages so somebody else played at that exact same time on a different stage right okay. do you understand what i'm saying yeah, like because yeah. it's a festival so it's like yeah. oh Who's a, who, who, who has this dreaded slot like next to Pantera? <laughs> uh-huh. You know, at like first show in 20 years. Right, yeah. Right. You know? Well, it happened to meet my buddies in Candlebox. Are you oh, st- really? <laughs> Your new friend's Candlebox. So, so, uh, so I see these clips of like uh, <laughs> Hell and Heaven. I mean, we're laughing and it kind of sucks, but like it's also kind of funny. There was even memes about it. I'll, I'll forward you one your, your way. I hope it actually works in their favor that they get kind of like that the name prop comes back up be- just yeah, because yeah. T- you know <laughs> but it's yeah it's pretty it's it's not great but you know hey it, good it, news it and happened. bad news guys we got the uh 9 30 time slot it's gonna be great Absolutely. a lot of people out yeah. big stage yeah. two stage b oh yeah yeah who's yeah, playing on yeah. stage a um well this is yeah yeah um i think it might be might be Pan- Pantera. Might Pantera. Be Pantera. I thought those guys were dead. Wrong. <laughs> 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 uh, well, so you is, know, it, look. is it the bassist, the original bassist and singer? Correct. Okay. Which is sort of, you know, eh. the, but but yeah, Phil sounds it, incredible. He's <laughs> still got it, man. I, you know, for for all the crap he, you know, did to himself. <laughs> now, Phil Phil Anselmo has, is also had. He can be kind of questionable and sort of. Uh, 
in sort of a Kanye way. Mm-hmm. You know <laughs> what I mean? A little bit of a loose cannon. Like, yeah, I'll say. But I do remember seeing him live and being like, wow, this is amazing. Like, just, I remember him telling a story about Fred Durst. <laughs> I'm like not a good one. Sure. Yeah. There aren't any. <laughs> kind, of, kind of calling yeah. him out. You know, he's calling, calling everybody out. You know, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we're out here. We got the goddamn cameras on. Yeah. Let's go. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. And bam. And, you know, they would hit the stuff and the big flames would come up. Dimebag's yeah. like throwing a beer into the audience with his like crazy guitar and then just nails the solo like every note perfectly. Just like, I cannot believe what's happening. So, Nuts. anyway. One of the coolest shows I ever saw. I caught Vinnie Paul's drumstick and gave it to Phil. Nice. He still ha- nice. Yeah, I think he, I hope he still has it. Um, yeah, man. It's amazing. But so it was weird because un- as they were announcing this, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, man. And then yeah. when I, I saw a clip, it was just like someone's cell phone clip, mm-hmm. and it was the Pantera logo, and like they did that thing that a lot of bands do. It's like kind of a curtain drop, mm-hmm. you know. And I saw that, and I was like. I'm so happy that this is happening. Yeah, exactly. like exactly. otherwise, it's just it's all just in the it's all just a bunch of Spotify MP3s. Yeah, it revives the the, the band. You know, yeah, as, yeah. As a, yeah, just brings it back so, into awareness. Yeah, because like you know, there's some kids out there right now, like 15 years old, maybe you know, like starting getting their chops together and mm-hmm. they're into heavy metal. They've never even heard Pantera. Never even heard it. Like, yep. You know, and they're going to be like, what? <laughs> this was number one? <laughs> <laughs> different time, different place. <laughs> Dude, wait, can you play Can you play the first song on Far Beyond Driven? I would love and, to. Uh, uh, it's called Strength Beyond Strength. Like, and just, this was number one. Hit it. Hell, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you and your college dream. <laughs> I remember hearing that and being like, wow, I might, maybe, should I reconsider should my I reconsider? options? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like in, I'm like in eighth grade. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I thought I had this whole thing planned out. But... Wow, this is, hmm. Hmm, Wait, this goes against everything I know. Yeah. What do you have against college exactly? It seemed yeah, like yeah. a good idea hmm. at the time. Yeah, and I will say one last little uh, tiny, tiny little thing, a little moment that I had was I was in New Orleans recently. Oh, nice. Um, and I sat down at a one of my favorite spots called Mother's Restaurant with a plate of like soul food or whatever you want to call it. It's amazing New Orleans food. You know, it was like scarfing it like Homer Simpson. Like, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I looked up and they have like kind of their wall of fame. And right next to me was like a Pantera promo shot mm. <laughs> that looked like it was from like 1990 with nice. like you know their autographs on it and like two mothers restaurant like we love you da 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 beautiful it was like and it was a really old photo I, I know enough about the band's career that I could tell like this is an early photo not glam yeah. not that early <laughs> yeah. but like after they made their transition to their like tough guy <laughs> nice. uh, look you know and uh, and then I remembered Phil Anselmo's from New Orleans and I'm like, oh, really? oh. yeah. Okay. So the rest of the band's from Texas, but Valentine was from New Orleans. Nice. And uh, and I was like, oh, well, he probably like grew up coming here and then brought the guys in, you know. And I'm just like, wow. Imagine like seeing those dudes come in here and just being like, uh, yeah, let me get some grits and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, two bottles of Jack Daniels. Uh-huh. Oh my god, yeah. The Black Tooth Grin. That's like another part of Dimebag's legacy. Black Tooth Grin is like a shot of Jack Daniels with like a splash of Coke. <laughs> that, that's that's what he used to drink. It's called a black tooth grin. Nice. nice. So, if you ever, you know, if you ever out and about, <laughs> get yourself a black, a black tooth, tooth grin. grin. That'll be a good time. A black tooth grin. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. We only have hard seltzers here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck you and your hard <laughs> 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 you <and> your, <laughs> <laughs> your white claw. <laughs> we don't follow the trend. Um, oh, that's but, great, yeah. man. So anyway, I, I'm, right. I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're happy about Pantera. Yeah. Pantera is a... Man, I could just go on a... One last thing is when I worked at <laughs> Sam Goody in high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a guy came in. He's African-American. Mm-hmm. He had a Pantera t-shirt with like pot leaves, Confederate flags and everything on it. <laughs> and I was like, what is up with this guy? And he was like, yo, like... And we started talking about Pantera. 
And was he's it like, Kanye? you know what Pantera is? Huh? Was it Kanye? It was, it was not Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. He wasn't famous at the time. But I rem- I'll never forget this. He was like, Pantera is just a heavy blues band. Huh. That's what he said. And I was like, hmm. And he this he was someone who was, uh, it's weird you do you, you certain things you don't forget yeah I just yeah. I can never I couldn't believe that this African American guy was wearing a Pantera because I thought that was one thing about Pantera is like they're like rednecks yeah. you know yeah proud so, of so it. like yeah and proud of it and like I don't know how well I, I I'm not I had I would be surprised to see them busting out the Confederate flags on this tour now yeah. Yeah, but they used to do it back in the day. Like Dimebag had a Confederate flag guitar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And yep. It is, it's like, it's just like this. Like, but it's more like the rebel Southern thing. They weren't, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's Leonard Skinner did too. That's what they were taking it from. Heritage, not, to be, not, not to get, Greg. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here for that necessarily. <laughs> I perp. I, I, I honestly. It was going well. Rather, it was going well. Yeah, it was going well. Well, in any case, Pantera is what it is, you know? I'm just I'm putting it out there because I also don't want someone to be like, oh, Greg said, go listen to Pantera. Oh, yeah, and then well. be like, oh, you did, because you, yeah. you love them. Yeah. Well, I do. But I mean, the I songs do. aren't about I do. that. But, yeah. Any of that no, no, certainly not. Um, and I don't, yeah, exactly. If it the, was, that would certainly be a deal breaker. The songs are about generalized hate, not specific hate. <laughs> no, well, yeah, and it's not so much about, like, it's more... You get yeah, a lot of resentment uh, uh, towards the elites. I think. I think that comes. It's through. more about is that, is yeah, that fair? exactly. All right. I would say the whole college the dream thing. That kind of uh, and the whole that that that's one song. But yes, uh, and certainly towards like what people who tell you what to think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that what definitely. you're thinking is wrong. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That 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 was definitely one of the main messages of the band. So um, with all that said. I've said a lot. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, j- just keep an eye out because we're going to be playing shows. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be cool. It's. It seems like it's going to be good. Oh man! Uh, it's excited you know, to hear, um, hear how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll check back in. Heck yes! All right. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. It's actually Sweet. turned out to a pretty, yeah. pretty dang good episode. Mm-hmm. You, I bet you feel better. I do. I feel a hundred percent better. There you go. I do. You sound better. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> All right, boys, uh, let's get the heck out of here. Greg, why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us should they choose to do so, please. You can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. You can send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media on Facebook and Twitter. Or, excuse me, Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are heard. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend, you should check it out. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Well done. Nick, again, kudos to you. Can't wait to have Gabe on the show. It's going to be great. Yeah. Very great. Uh, If you are in the Washington, D.C. area, come out and see the uh, the Monkey Men. That's our uh, little Rolling Stones tribute band playing at the American Legion. Yeah. Yeah, in Silver Spring this Saturday. Nice. We're playing the uh, early years, the Brian Jones years. Ooh, we got songs okay. like uh, Under My Thumb and 19th Nervous Breakdown. Going to be a good cool. one. All that stuff. All right. So Yeah, that's a, that, that, I think I like that Stones the most. Really? Personally. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I like, it's I probably like because like, I, I, get, I listen to the compilation and I'm like, these are the songs I like. Yeah, and then they get yeah. to like, you know, Jumpin' Jack Flash. I'm like, eh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bad no, way. but yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm with you. All right. They, I, it's all, it's all they, good. They've been it's a lot of good. fun to play and they've a lot of fun to learn. Because I'm more of a middle sure. to late Stones period guy, but uh, I mean you can't deny those are great songs, and they've been a lot of fun to play. So very good, should be a great show. And uh, until next uh, you know week, what, Jay? Oh yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm playing at an American. I'm playing at an American Legion as well. No kidding. In Minneapolis with All the right. Resilient on no Saturday. Oh, cool. Hey. All right. So Legion yeah. Bros. So yeah, we're the Legion Legionnaires this weekend. Legionnaires. That's is it VFW and American Legion? Is this that's the, kind Not of the, the same thing, right? Same idea, but different, different organization. Okay, this is a VFW. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Close enough. Right. Close enough. But it's still same day. I thought. I'm I sure they'll smell similar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Menus will both have. They'll, smell, they'll, they'll yeah. smell like uh, backstage at a Pantera show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Excellent. All right, boys. We'll see you back here next week. Cool. Later. Peace. <laughs>